0: Okay, well, it's nice to be with you guys this morning. How's the family doing? We're all excited? It's good. Well, I've, um, I've got a couple things that I want to just encourage you guys with as I've been um, on a bit of a journey. How many of us are on a journey right now? <laughs> Everybody's on a journey. That's what I've discovered, right? And it doesn't matter where you are. Um, we're all on a journey and... Um, And I just wanted to encourage you guys with um, some cool things that uh, God's just been sharing with me and that I've been gaining, I guess, greater understanding of when it comes to our walk with God and how we proceed, how we overcome. So is that okay if I just encourage you guys this morning? Yeah? Awesome. I'm a bit of an encourager. I I do enjoy that Um, because I enjoy being encouraged as well. So... What I'm going to do is I'm going to read out some things, and all you need to do is just receive. That's it. All you need to do is just receive. I just love the the Word that, that came out this morning as well, too, and it's actually really refreshing when we don't just hear the Word, but we receive the Word. And um, we want to hear, but we want to receive it so that our innermost being becomes transformed and encouraged by the goodness of God and His Word and how that's the strength and the source that is what every one of us need in life so here we go you guys ready yeah. you are loved by god you are forgiven you are set free you are redeemed you are god's son you are the covenant children today you are the head not the tail you're above not beneath you can do all things through christ jesus who strengthens you you walk in divine health today you have the mind of christ All things are possible because you believe. God is for you, so who can be against you? You are prosperous. Satan is under your feet. You are blessed. You are blessed today, and the blessing will overtake you today because you are obedient to the Spirit of God. You are abounding in the favor of God and full of His blessing. You have immeasurable, limitless, surpassing, unmerited favor of God which produces battles won because God fights for you. Woo! Doesn't that just feel good? You know, there's seasons where I've, I've had that in my Bible for a whole bunch of years. Uh, many, many moons ago, uh, Pastor Bruce, he had this in his Bible, and it was just so exciting to me. He read it out, and I was like, oh my goodness, I need to get that. And so I read that out, and sometimes, all depending on the season that I'm going through, I'll just stand there, and I'll just read it, and then I'll read it again, and I'll read it again, until I begin to just receive what God really wants for me and what I really need in my day. And it is nice. It's just good to get in the Word. It transforms you. It's good to receive that. And um, and I've I've heard it said like this, you know, like the Word of God, if we let it become molecular in our being, right, where every part of our being, our DNA is infused with the Word and truth and we learn how to drink and receive like that, it begins to change the mountains in your life. They look like molehills, you know, and the obstacles that stand before you, they seem so doable because the word really is transforming. But we have to continue, right? We got to keep rolling and keep trusting Jesus and read the word and read that over yourself and your circumstances. You know, there's that, you know, name it claim it blab it grab it smear it in the spirit whatever it is you know like all of that stuff you know there's some truth in these things that we want to grab those things and let them become our being our truth and our revelation not just words that we spelled off but we actually become those things right we actually become like we we're living love we're not just being filled by it but we're living love in our circumstances and so I just want to read that out just to encourage you guys so I hope you're encouraged and if anybody wants this many years ago I got this from Pastor Bruce and if some of you guys want this you can take a picture of this and you can put this in your Bible Or stick it in your phone wherever you're gonna see that and let it wake you up in the morning And begin to read those things and be encouraged by it So we're going through this really um, cool time as as YWAM um, about two two to three weeks ago There was a transition that happened officially. Um, I've stepped into the directorship of Youth with a Mission. I was the 2IC um, for uh, for a number of years. And um, Darcy and Annette McCaslin, they felt like it was time to step down. They had other things that they're pursuing, and they felt it was a good time for me to step in. And me and Trey, we prayed about that, and we're like, yep, this seems good. Thank you, Jesus. And um, something really significant began to happen in that, and it's only been three weeks, is I'm actually beginning to think differently about things that I wasn't even thinking about before, which is really interesting because I didn't think I would actually, like I just didn't think much would change, honestly, because I've been there for 16 years, And um, but something spiritually happened as well too, and, um, and we're going through this really exciting thing of actually re-looking at why we exist on the Gold Coast. And why we do the things that we do that we've done for so long, but sometimes don't have a good answer for. And they're all good things. It's not that they're bad things, but why do we do these things? What is the motivating force behind all of this? And um, and we could generalize and say God, which is absolutely true, but it needs to be more specific to that. Why are we doing the things that we're doing? And it's been this uh, this cool journey. We're in the process of it right now of uh, redefining and discovering why we exist on the Gold Coast, and why does YWAM need to be here? Why does YWAM run training schools? Why do we mentor young people? Why do we do missions trips? And um, and so it's been a personal thing for me, too, where I've been asking God, why do I exist on the planet, you know? Um, I have a plan, and I know you've got a plan for me, and I'm at YWAM, and I feel like this is a part of the plan, but what is the motivating force behind me? And as I've been processing this, you know, and Praying and just kind of looking at what, what really gets me excited? What wakes me up in the morning? Why do I do the things that I do? I'm beginning to see that I am highly motivated to see people succeed. I'm really motivated to see people succeed. And whether that's in your Christian walk with God or whether you're in business, and not that I'm a great business guy, but man, if I can encourage you to read a book or something, I'll do that. I I find that I'm just... I'm, I'm highly motivated by this. I want people to succeed in life. No matter what you're doing, I want people to succeed. And it's been this really great journey and it's not done yet. And I'm still continuing to ask God questions about this. And, but it's actually shaping something in my heart and allowing something to come out more clear than it ever has been before. And my encouragement to you guys is to begin to ask that question. You know, God motivates the things that we do in our lives. We're created in His image and likeness. We've been learning about that in the last number of months. But what is the motivating thing behind you? And, um, and when you begin to find that, man, it just, it just helps you to see more clearly. Whether it's a workplace that maybe you don't like being at, whether it's a workplace that you do like being at, whether it's Christian ministry or whether it's, you know, education or whether it's a stay-at-home mom, Whatever, there is a motivating force that wakes you up in the morning that causes you to go. This is what I'm excited about. This is what drives me. Not that every day is this amazing kind of roller coaster and we were having fun, but there's something there that is motivating you and causing you to love the things that you do. So that's a freebie. I'm going through a why. You guys get to go through a why, and we all just get to go through a why. And hopefully we can have coffee at some stage and, and discuss how are you going to change the world with your why? How are you changing the world with your why? And we can just have a good old time in the Holy Ghost and see change happening. But some of the things that I've been just learning about um, and, and have been, I think, since the beginning is a really, really cool word called consistency. And I do this for our staff. If I had a whiteboard, I I love whiteboards. They're just really exciting to me. There's not one here, so I'm just going to pretend that there is all right. If I had a whiteboard, I would draw you something that I draw for my staff almost every week. I get out that marker, and I draw a straight line. And I put an arrow. We're going that way. And I ask them, I'm like, what does this line represent? And they're like, consistency. And I'm like, it's the most exciting thing that you can get on. Consistency being consistently in truth. Truth is always consistent, but are we always consistent with truth? And if we can get consistent, your life will change forever. And I remember sharing um, six to nine months ago on one of our training schools, and I drew that same line. I was talking to the young guys. I'm like, I'm going to draw something ridiculously exciting. And I got out that marker, and I don't know what they're waiting for, but it wasn't the line, right? They weren't expecting a line to be quite that exciting. And I drew that line out and I'm like, this is the most exciting thing you will ever get on. And they thought maybe I would continue to keep drawing something really exciting. And I'm like, it's a word called consistency. And it was actually quite funny, but quite revealing as well to one of the young guys. He's like, consistency is such an unsexy word. And I just started laughing, and I'm like, isn't that the truth for a lot of the people today? Maybe even the church today, that consistency just isn't a buzzword enough, you know? It's not, it's not sexy enough. We need something like blazing fire. We need something like hallelujah, glory, Holy Ghost filling you right now. And all those are exciting words, too. But consistency is something that takes us on a journey and keeps you in truth. That's where the fire is. That's where the burning, blazing Jesus lies in the consistency of every day. Every single day, consistency, walking the road, waking up and saying, Jesus, today doesn't feel real exciting, but I am gonna be consistent with your truth. I'm not maybe excited about that right now, but I don't need excitement to keep me in truth, right? We stay consistent with God because he's always been consistent with us. And we begin to get the stuff that we're desiring every week. And I'm not saying that you're always going to get that pay raise. I'm just saying having joy every day, having life every day, having a reason to wake up, and actually knowing that there's a plan of God for your life. Consistency. And, it, it, you know, I, I had a pretty good chat with that guy afterwards, and it, it, he just began to share. He's like, yeah, it just it's just not very exciting to me. And I'm like, what is exciting to you? And he began to share, you know, signs, wonders, miracles. He shared, um, you know, me actually doing worship and being on stages and all of the exciting stuff, right? And I'm like, the only way we get to those places is by being consistent with God, being consistent with Him. And He begins to elevate. He begins to show the way where we can actually not crack under the anointing, but actually carry the anointing into places because we have character. We have character, and we've allowed God to forge something real in our lives. So consistency, let that be the most sexy word you ever heard. Let it be the most exciting word you ever heard. Consistency. We know that word, but sometimes we have not identified that as being something real exciting. We need to get off the roller coaster, guys. We need to get onto something That's on stable ground. Roller coasters are fun one or two times. By about the third time, the loops they begin to give your guts a bit of bit of a twirl. All of a sudden you got vomit going everywhere, and it's no longer exciting. And man, that's so much of the church world and the Christian walk for so many. And I know this because 16 years of being in YWIM, I've seen it all over the place. I've seen it everywhere, and it's been in my own life, and consistency has actually got a new place in my life. Maybe it's not that exciting every day, but it's exciting knowing that he's with me and I can remain in him and knowing that truth is going to continue to forge something in my life, whether I see it today or not. So we're going to be consistent, right? You guys encouraged? Right on, man. Just be encouraged by that, right? Be encouraged. This isn't me spanking you or anything like that. This is just saying, hey, be consistent in God. It's a really simple thing, right? Be consistent in God and you will grow. I promise you, 100%. The word will grow your life and it'll take you into phenomenal places. You'll be like, wow, I didn't know that I could ever be here. Consistent with Jesus, consistent with the word. Let it forge something in you. So here's a couple of scriptures I wanna share with you guys. If you got your Bibles or your iPhones, whatever it is, we're gonna go to Galatians 6. Galatians 6 and verse 9, and it says this Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So if you don't give up, you will reap a harvest. So if you're going through something really difficult right now and you want to give up, my encouragement to you is keep going. Keep going. Just keep going. Keep going. Because in due time, you will reap a harvest. You will reap a harvest. So if it's difficult, join the club. We're all doing life, right? Like, we're just doing life and we can sit around in a circle and share about stories of how much hell we're all going through. But at the end of the day, we want to be encouraged in truth. We want to be encouraged that God is with us. If He is for us, then who can be against us? And sometimes we it's hard to believe that when we're going through a hard time. But my encouragement to you is keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. For in due time, you will reap a harvest. Perseverance is such a needed thing in the Christian walk. We have to persevere. We have to persevere. Things will get difficult. It's called life. And sometimes life doesn't treat us fairly, but Jesus always treats us well. His truth always remains consistent in our lives. So we keep going. James 1 verse 12. It says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trials because having stood the test that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord promised to those who love him. So blessed is the one who perseveres. Persevering in life. Persevering in life. Persevering. It's difficult. It's hard. We persevere. The encouragement of the word is persevere because you will reap the rewards of that. You will reap the rewards of that. And I find all too often, even in my own life, looking back, I I see where I've, I've missed the promises of God because I've given up or I've misunderstood what was actually happening in my life. You know, the Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness, which is a place that we don't like to go. And it's not always an exciting place. But, you know, James 1 tells us, count it all joy when you fall into those places. So how do we... How do we count it all joy when we fall into those places? It's actually the perspective that we're actually living through. We're not running from hardships, but we're counting on Jesus and what the word of God does for us to carry us through those moments. And when the testing comes, the encouragement again, it reveals where we are and it reveals what we are not. That's not a smack upside your head. That's the encouragement of God. Sometimes we believe that we're further along than we are, and when a trial comes, it reveals that, hey, you just need to submit a little bit more to God in that area. You just need to be submitted a little bit more. Just grow in that area. Step out in faith a little bit more. Trust Jesus more. Maybe hang around someone that's really firing in that particular area. So it's never a, oh, I got a spanking from God today, you know, no, it's actually the encouragement of God. That's the perspective in all of this. And that's how we can face those things going, whoa, this is going to be difficult. Like, if I'm just really honest with you, I, I don't enjoy stepping into hard places. It's not something that I wake up and pray for every day. Um, we don't have to pray for those things. They just kind of happen. I, I, I don't know if you guys pray for those things. <laughs> I know I don't pray for those things, but they just happen, right? But when those things happen and you're in the thick of it, don't turn back and hightail it. We run into those things with the power of God, with his word. And if you need to read that word, read your word. Don't don't let it just become a, a good thought. Let it become something that we actually do to overcome and learn how to drink that word, learn how to receive that word and drink it and drink it and receive it. You drink and then you receive and you receive and you keep going. We can do this. It's not just some, you know, mind over matter thing. It's not just some magical touch where Holy Ghost, see, you know, touches you with the wand and all of a sudden all your problems go away. He doesn't honor the problems enough, guys. Because he knows what the Spirit of God through us yielded to him can do. The problems aren't really the issue. It's that we need to be surrendered to God and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. And I would say this, that often we are led by the Spirit, but we just forget that, is that God? Is it not God? We don't really know, and then we just don't do anything at all because we're unsure. But can I just say, I would rather, for me personally, I would rather risk it not being God and step out in faith and go for it than wonder, hum and haw about it, do nothing, and receive nothing in the end anyway. We walk by faith and not by sight. You can hear God's voice. You can hear His voice. We are a sheep, and guess what? His sheep hear His voice. So you can hear his voice. So any voice that's telling you that you can't hear his voice is a lie from the pit of hell. Right? And I and I share this with um with a few of our students. I'm like, if you knew the devil was standing in front of you right now, and he said, You can't hear God's voice, what would you do? Like, well, man, if I knew that was the devil, then I'd probably Kung Fu Panda him. And I'm like, okay, so when you hear that voice, that's the devil. Kung Fu Panda, that thought. We don't receive those things, guys. We don't receive that. Those are the things that are rolling you backwards, cause you to walk in the opposite direction that the Lord would have for you. So we need to learn to persevere through the hardships of life. And, man, things aren't always easy, but if you persevere, man... God begins to forge something really anointed in your life. You can begin to share with great authority on something because you've actually walked through it. You've walked through it and God was on the other end. You walk through the fires, right? And it forges you and it begins to reveal the goodness of God that you believe in your heart. So we learn to believe God at his word when things are tough. And another thing that I've been encouraged in in the last little bit is how am I investing in the things that I know aren't strong in my life? Right? I'm I'm persevering and I'm realizing, okay, I'm not really, I'm not really doing that well in this particular area. And sometimes we just we realize it, but we don't do anything about it. There's we we can hear a message on a Sunday morning, you know, you get a honestly, in in comparison to it's a 40-minute cracker, man. And if you're living on a cracker on a Sunday morning, how are you going to succeed in the rest of the week if you don't get in your word and you don't apply what's going on in prayer and actually grab a hold of what God is saying, right? And so you can't live on a cracker a week, man. Come on, right? You need to get hungry, and so you get hungry, and so you begin to ask questions and go, what can I practically do to be consistent in God just start i'm keep pointing over here because i'm looking for the whiteboard right <laughs> so if i'm pointing over here it's actually the whiteboard okay <laughs> we're going this way okay if we want to stay consistent in god we have to then look at how do i stay consistent it's great to be inspired by a message and be encouraged and have your spirit leap on a sunday morning but monday morning is going to crawl around and all of a sudden whoa what do i do how do i stay consistent what books are you reading right now that are encouraging a work of God in your life? If you need counseling in your life, what counselor am I seeing right now that is going to move me forward into consistency? And all it takes is just doing something. Sometimes swallowing your pride and saying, man, I think I need to maybe meet with Ben and Jess and just get some counseling. Right? That's actually a good thing, guys. That's the encouragement of God is like we, we partner with one another. We're not lone rangers in this thing. We partner with one another, but you are the best steward of your heart. I can't steward your heart for you. And so if you learn to steward your heart, then great things will come about. And by you stewarding your heart, you begin to do things. You read that book. You watch those videos. You listen to that sermon again. You begin to mentor people if that's what it is that you need to do. You walk into that place and be encouraged. Be encouraged. Don't let discouragement override what God is laying a hold of in your life. Is there anybody in this room that's been married for more than 20 years? Okay, wow. Whoa, come on. We got we got some people. This is awesome. This is actually a great feat in today's society, right? This is actually a great feat in today's society, you know? And I think sometimes in our midst right here, it's like, well, why are they still married? Why are they still married? Like, there's a lot of whys. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of opportunities. Anybody that's been married for a reasonable amount of time can actually attest to the fact that sometimes it's challenging being married. Sometimes things don't always go exactly as planned. Sometimes you disagree on a whole bunch of things, right? But what is making you stay? What is making you stay there? Why are you still married when you could have packed your bags and gone long ago? I think sometimes it's worth some of us getting around people like this and going, why? Maybe it's worth the $50 to take these guys out for dinner. Maybe a cup of coffee or something to invest in. Why are you, why did you stay? What has motivated you for so long to stay together? How did you get over the hardships? Right? Right here in our house. The partnership where we actually give to one another. We love each other. But we value what's going on. And I think we just have to put on different glasses and begin to see like, oh my gosh, that's not actually normal. And we know that's not normal in today's society. Married for two, three, five years, seven years, ten years, and then they—they they throw it all in the bin. Why did you stay there? Does that make sense? So if you guys are seeing people around you that are going through things, like Brad, he's told incredible stories of his journey as well, to have faith and overcoming and trusting God in the face of something really difficult. How great would it be for you to be able to glean from someone that's walking by faith in that area? For a $5 cup of coffee. Well, maybe he wants a $10 cup. I don't know, man. He, he likes his coffee. So maybe a large coffee. $7.50, right? Is it worth the seven fifty? dollars Is it worth it? Is it worth it to you to buy a $30 book that can maybe help you specifically with the issue that you're going through? Just saying, Right? I'm encouraging you to read a book, read the Bible, hang out with Jesus, hang out with people that are further along in the journey than you are. Just a couple of the thoughts, you know, and it's in relation to what I was just saying, like, I I just think it was awesome that Ben and Jess flew all the way to South Africa as our pastors to go and rub shoulders with people that are further along. To spend thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars to upgrade. I think that's pretty excellent, man. And this has been the challenge in my heart in this year where I feel like God is saying, Dave, you need to start getting around people that are doing things better than you. That are further along than you. That are doing more than you. That are walking by faith in a greater measure than you. And this is the challenge, right? It's like, okay, am I going to be willing to do that? Or am I going to just sit in my laziness and just, well, if, if God just wants to do something, he'll just do something. I've just discovered that God wants to do a whole lot. But you know that saying, like, you can't do much with a parked car, but when you get moving, all of a sudden you go in places and he can steer it. So get in the car and start driving, Right? I hope you guys are encouraged by this, man. And it's so simple and so practical. Don't put your head in the clouds and just think that there's some, you know, meaning through all of it. No, just pull it down and just listen. It's very practical. And I feel like the Spirit of God really wants to lay a hold of our hearts this morning with applying something real and looking around you to see what is standing in front of me. What is in front of me right now that can help me to overcome and walk by faith? Okay, my time's almost up here, so my last couple thoughts here. You know, I've been uh, challenged in this year as well, too, and I've shared it with our staff, to live by faith, right? And that sounds like something that, well, yeah, let's just do that every day, right? Let's just live by faith every day. But I've discovered that I can live by what I see very easily, I can live by what I see. I can live by what I understand. You know, I've been in ministry for 16 years now, so there's a lot that I can do without God. And on the outside, it would look like, wow, look at that. Living by faith, right? So I'm just being really vulnerable and honest with you. There's been many times where I haven't lived by faith and I've lived by what I understand to do. I live by what I'm seeing is available to me because it keeps me really, really comfortable, And it allows me to just you know, do things easily. But when we live by faith, it begins to take us into a place that is beyond what we see because we live by faith, not by what we see. And so the challenge of God in my heart this year has been, Dave, I want you to do things that are beyond what you can see naturally, resource-wise, within YWAM. I want you to believe for something that is greater. And it's making a few of the staff nervous. (laughs) And I'm like... Well, hey, I'm just as nervous as you are, (laughs) but we're just going to go. What if God, what if? What if God just did that? It seems so outrageous and it seems so ridiculous, but what if? What if someone just wrote a check for $300,000? What if we just believe for that? Because we need it. What if? Living by faith, not just by what we see, not just living by the income that you have, but living by faith in your income and trusting God for more. So this is the uncomfortable place that God is taking me through and it's not always really fun. It is fun, but sometimes it doesn't feel fun, but it is fun, right? So I'm like, what if, what if something outrageous could happen What if something crazy could happen that is so beyond what I could ever think or imagine because we chose to just believe and just go? Nothing that we're going for right now. There is nothing in our sight or means right now that is saying, yep, you can do this outside of the fact that we trust God and believe him. And I feel like I have a word from him as well. There is nothing right now. So I'm like, I feel like I'm out of my depth. So what I'm doing is I'm actually calling people and getting around people that are living in greater faith than me. I'm like, how did you do it, man? Can I just rub your shoulder? Can can we just have a conversation? Can you just call me and chat to me once a week? Just help me, encourage me, because I want to do this thing. I don't want to just fall by the wayside saying one thing but doing another. Yeah? And the last thing, and I heard this the other day and I thought it was so good, you know, and this is all in the context of living a consistent life with God, consistently going after things, believing God for great things, consistently persevering when things get really, really tough, because they're going to, they're going to get tough at times, but we persevere in Jesus, we, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. You trust God, and you believe, and you get around people, you get them praying for you. And when you're finding it hard to believe, you get prayer and you believe and you just trust God and cry out to Jesus. You keep going. But I heard this saying the other day, don't wrestle with pigs. And I was like, what an interesting statement, you know? And he began to explain, when we wrestle with pigs, see, the interesting thing is when you wrestle with a pig, what happens? You get dirty. Except the pig loves it. Right? So when we find ourselves wrestling with pigs, we get dirty. You may not like it, but the pig loves it. And so you continue to get sidetracked by all these things. Things on, on Facebook where you, you find yourself getting into arguments with people that don't want any truth, that don't want any understanding. It's this phenomenal place where all of these distractions in life, and it just begins, we, we start wrestling the pig. We get dirty and we get into it. And the crazy thing is by the end, we, we actually become a pig. We become one of those people that is all about arguing and going after things that don't even matter. It doesn't even matter. It it actually profits you nothing at all. You profit nothing from it. Your energy is just sucked out of you. And then you're thinking about that thing and wondering about that thing, and we get critical, there's cynicism, judgmental. All of these things begin to happen when we get caught up in these trivial nonsense arguments and it adds nothing to your life. And so it's just good to be aware of those things. And it's a good thought. Am I wrestling a pig? Am I, do I really want to get dirty in this? Is this really adding to my life? And it can be so many things in your life, not just a Facebook comment from somebody. But what are the trivial things that you're spending so much energy on that are adding nothing to your life? We're going to persevere, guys. We're going to persevere. We're going to trust God. We're going to be encouraged by His Word. Yay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right! <laughs> and it's, it's going to be fun. We're going to become consistent Christians very consistent Christians, and we're going to change the world. We're going to change the Gold Coast. We're going to change your workplace. I honestly believe that if we walk like that, you will do it. You will change your workplace. Because in that place of consistency, boldness arises there. Because you remain true to truth. You anchor yourself in it. You allow it to challenge you and encourage you to step you up into a greater level of faith, to pray for the sick, to see that finance breakthrough and the wisdom that you need to carry on. So I'm going to read this out and I'm going to hand it over to Ben. You guys ready to drink and to receive? I'm going to read this out again. And, you know, I I say this to our staff a lot. I'm like, let's just drink this. Let's just drink this. Like it's a glass of water when you're thirsty and let it just quench Every part of your being. Because if we can do that, man, when God's Word comes, it camps up and it builds something in your life. So here we go, church. You are loved by God. You are forgiven. You are set free. You are redeemed. You are God's Son. You are the covenant children today. You are the head, not the tail. You are above, not beneath. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. We walk in divine health today. We have the mind of Christ. All things are possible because we believe. God is for me, so who can be against me? We are prosperous. Satan is under our feet. We are blessed. We are blessed today that the blessing will overtake us today because we are obedient to the Spirit of God. We are abounding in the favor of God and full of His blessing. We have immeasurable, limitless, surpassing, unmerited favor of God, which produces battles won because God fights for us. So Holy Spirit, we just ask that this week you would remind us of your word. I pray that you would teach us how to be consistent with truth, to be anchored in it, to persevere through the hardships of life. Just thank you that there's a plan and there's a purpose On every single one of us and I pray that we would spend time believing that and praying and being encouraged by your word in that God I pray that we would seek out help where we need help God I pray that your spirit would lead us even in our midnight hours and our dreams father you would come to us and you reveal to us where we need to get help from God I pray that you would use other people in our lives, God, that would point us in a direction that would cause us to be able to get great help and be encouraged by the testimony of faith, by the individuals in our church and around us. We just thank you, Father, for your word, and we thank you for the kingdom of God that is advancing in our lives. And so we honor the name of Jesus above every name, above every problem, above every disease above every situation, every mountain that we hold high in our lives, God. Your name is above all of those things, God. And I pray that we would believe. Teach us how to believe, to persevere, to have faith, God, and to walk strong, to walk strong and mighty in the Lord. Thank you, God. And teach us how to drink, God. Teach us how to drink throughout the week, Lord, that we'd be refreshed, I understand that you're with us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to my ramblings. I hope you guys got something out of it.